Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Today, we're going to try to put this garbage excuse for officiating and this trash response from the SEC officiating office behind us and move on to Arkansas's game against Ole Miss. It's just going to be me and you today, so we're going to answer your questions. We're going to go over a few things that I've been working on, discuss this again, and, and try to move on. All that and more on Hogsports Live. Just for review, and have you gotten any kind of response from them, whether an apology or an explanation? Yeah, we, we've got a uh, – we sent in – I don't know. You know, usually, Trey, we'll send in five to – six plays to look at. And I think it was probably about what we sent in this week. Uh, some of them were alignments on our punt team, you know, were we too deep? And we were on some of those as well. There were some new kids in there that that uh, we have to coach them up better and things of that nature. But, yes, I, I have – I've heard from the head of officials and, and, uh, and I'm at peace with it. Uh, I don't really know what to say, you know. Um, I don't want to go into it, but I heard from the head of officials, and I understand uh, what happened now. And uh, so we'll move forward on it. But I'm <clears throat> I'm disappointed in the outcome. I Sam, just you got basically the whole practically college football world saying, you know, the Arkansas was done wrong on the officiating deal. How do you get the team kind of not feeling sorry for itself going into this game after something like that happened? Well, I'd ask y'all to quit writing about it and talking about it. That would help. Uh, you know what? No matter what happened, the outcome was the outcome, and we can't change it. Even if there was a mistake made, even if whatever, we can't change it. So uh, I never spoke to our team one time in the locker room about officiating. Not one and will not today. It is what it is. We're one and two instead of two and one. And we have to go play a heck of an Ole Miss team. And I'm not going to mention it to them because what good's it going to do? Um so we're going to leave it at that. It's a shame because of everything that you put into actually getting to play football, traveling to Auburn, Alabama, you've got guys in and out of the lineup, all the contact tracing and stuff, and to have a game stolen from you like this. I mean, to me, 
Arkansas, and I said it on the walk and talk, but to have a team that's gone through everything that Arkansas has and to get a little bit of luck on your side for once and then just have it taken away. We know what happened. We know that Bo Nix muffed the snap. He picked it up and tried to spike the ball, but he did it behind him. And it's a backwards pass when all that happens. It's a fumble, okay? The fact that the referees anticipated the call, made the wrong call in the field, is the first unforgivable error. The second is that upon review, they determined that I don't, I, I don't even know if they reviewed what they were supposed to review, if they had any idea what they were reviewing. But the fact that the SEC would come back and say there's not an immediate recovery when rules experts, veteran NFL officials say otherwise is unforgivable. There's three horrendous errors here. Here's the SEC's statement. I'm sure you've all read this. During third down play at 30 seconds in the fourth quarter, the officials on the field sounded their whistles and blew the play dead as they deemed the passer illegally grounded the ball to conserve time as governed by Rule 732F bullcrap. During the subsequent replay review, there is inconclusive video evidence that the, that the pass was backwards. However, because recovery of the football was not clearly made in the immediate continuing football action, the ruling on the field was determined to stand under Rule 1232E1 bullcrap. Both the determination of a backwards pass and the immediate clear recovery are required to reverse the ruling on the field under 1232E1 bullcrap. That's the biggest bunch of baloney I've ever seen. There's not an apology for screwing Arkansas over in there, first of all, which apology is worthless. Nobody will remember an apology. There's not an apology. There's not any accountability that they screwed up anything. Pathetic. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself three times over, SEC. Those officials should never call an Arkansas game again if Arkansas doesn't want them to. They should be suspended without pay. Carelessness. There's too much hard damn work that goes into playing a football game all that stuff to have something like that happen just snatched away. Pathetic. I mean, you have an opportunity to get it right also. You have an opportunity to, to make it right, and you don't do it. So, just another slap in the face to the University of Arkansas, a team that desperately needs a break, and, and that. <laughs> so, anyway, we know they got it wrong. As far as I'm concerned, there's an asterisk. And it's it's not Auburn's fault. I mean, Auburn Auburn was right there. I mean, obviously they made the mistake. They made the mistake that should have cost them the game. But to have it in like that, I mean, so many different things could happen. I mean, if you don't blow the whistle, who knows who recovers the ball. But the fact is they did. And the reason that rule is put in there, the immediate recovery, is so someone doesn't just casually go and pick up the ball, right? The action was continuing. If there are players on both sides continuing to go after the ball, the action is continuing. The reason the word immediate is put there, which is subjective, the reason that's put there in case action doesn't continue and somebody just kind of goes and casually, you know, picks up the ball, hands it to the ref, something like that, you know, that, that wouldn't warrant a fumble recovery. The rule was changed for instances exactly like this. Shame on you, SEC officiating. All right, we're going to move on. This will never heal. 
I mean, this is an open wound as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we're not going to move on just yet because I'm going to say this because everything that Arkansas could have had is back-to-back SEC wins on the road against ranked opponents taken away. They would have been nationally – Arkansas would have been nationally ranked and said they don't get any votes. They would have been nationally ranked this week. After a 20-game SEC losing streak, all the vindication, all the stuff that has happened against Auburn the last eight years since Gus Malzahn has gotten there and been a thorn in Arkansas' side, former Arkansan, former offensive coordinator, former Arkansas walk-on, punishing Arkansas the last eight years. Chad Morris's – Chad Morris being on the sideline, having any gratitude – or any thought that he showed you or one-upped you. All of those things taken away with a whistle and a poor excuse for a review and an awful explanation of their own rule. It's trash. Moving along, the fact that Arkansas is in this situation right now where they should be 2-1 and one, but they're one and two, but they, they should be two and one. They played Georgia for 38 minutes as hard as anybody has. The fact that they're in this spot right now is incredible. Now, I knew, and I think a lot of other people knew, that Arkansas wasn't an utter train wreck from a talent standpoint. But consider who they're forced to play right now. And I know everybody's dealing with stuff. Injuries, of course, traditional injuries contact tracing, COVID-19 cases, all that stuff. And Arkansas is dealing with some of that stuff, most of its injuries. But they have some other things they're dealing with. But tell me that you saw when the season started and you're predicting Arkansas to win two or three, five games, whatever you were. Tell me you saw redshirt freshman walk on Hudson Clark starting at one of the corner spots. Tell me you saw Kari Johnson playing a pivotal role at the other corner spot. Jerry Jacobs went out at halftime, right before halftime. Tell me you saw a walk-on and Simeon Blair starting at safety, who has been awarded a scholarship, by the way, sophomore. I want to know who called Blake Kern starting at tight end two of the three games and actually playing pretty well. Who called that? Raise your hand if you had Brady Lathan penciled in as a starting left guard. And we all heard about Traylon Smith and how good he's looked in practice, but – Anybody's going to look good against Arkansas's defense and practice, right? And John David White hasn't caught a pass, but he's in the top six wide receivers. You saw that. You saw that coming. Who saw that? Who saw John David White playing a role in key moments in games? I mean, even though he's been a contributor before, tell me you weren't caught off guard by Isaiah Nichols, who also has played really well, being one of the starting defensive tackles. Tell me you didn't think there would be a huge drop-off if you didn't have Dorian Gerald, J- Julius Coates, and Matteo Soli as your top defensive ends, if it was Eric Gregory and Zach Williams, two second-year players. I mean, you got Grant Morgan, who's also a former walk-on, playing really solid. Those two guys, Grant Morgan and Bumper Pool, are really good in sync. This was the scariest position group coming in, and it's still scary because if you lose one of those guys – there's concern. But given that, given everybody else, the Hudson Clarks, the Simeon Blairs, the John David Whites, all of these other guys, I mean, it almost makes you think they'll be okay. Pittman had some good quotes on this, you know, just about how they have to get bigger. You know, they're, they're playing very physically. They're getting hit when they're lighting people up. 
you know, Montec Brown got hurt, you know, because, you know, when he let somebody up. Um, but he has a good point on that. And I've always said this, if you can win with good players, then one day you'll be able to win with great players if you got the resources to do it. If you got the resources and the support, you can do it. Who said – who thought Devion Warren was going to be Arkansas's go-to receiver through three games? I mean, Burks has been hurt, obviously. Knox hasn't played that well yet. He'll, he'll come through at some point. But tell me you saw Devion Warren and Mike Woods as your two leading receivers. Stand up if you had Traylon Smith having more receptions than anybody else through three games. Pretty remarkable. They should get a lot of these guys back. Here's what Sam Pittman said. I think hopefully we'll be close to full speed as much as we can be. But, again, I don't want you to think I'm lying to you. I'm just telling you what we know on Monday. I feel like we have a chance to be pretty close to full speed. That's what Pittman said. Here's what here's, – this was also a quote. Here's a couple other quotes. Because I asked him about – you know, people were asking him about uh, in his Monday press conference at noon today just about the individual players – you know, this guy and that guy. But when you put it all together, when you take all the names that I just mentioned and put them all in a bowl, that's a lot to overcome. And the fact that these guys are, are playing the way they did, oh, you know, Trey, I'm a believer, man. I believe in us Razorbacks, man. Am I nervous sometimes when they say so-and-so is not going? He's not on the plane. He's not on the plane. Yeah, it makes me – it makes you a little nervous. But we prepare these guys. And more than anything, we let these kids know we believe in them and give them a confidence builder. And we do believe in them. But the key is, I think they're just playing extremely hard. They know what they're doing. They're playing extremely hard. And we're awfully happy with their effort. Now, a lot of this goes back also. First of all, you know, Hudson Clark's not going to the NFL or anything, right? But the fact that they two-spotted everything, that the first-team guy got the same amount of reps as the fourth-team guy because they felt like they'd be dealing with some stuff with COVID was a stroke of genius by Sam Pittman and whoever else advised him on that. Great call because it's paying off now, and it's not all COVID stuff. There is some stuff. But it's not all COVID stuff. A lot of it's injury-related. We have to become a bigger team. Right now, we're getting hit and we're getting hurt. We have to obviously get in the weight room, get bigger, get stronger, because we're breaking up a little bit. Teams are just much bigger than we are, Pittman said. I'm not saying they're more physical because half our injuries is us injuring ourselves by hitting somebody so hard. But obviously it's a big man's league, and we have to continue to get a little bigger, a little bit bigger in the weight room and also in recruiting. We, did, we do pregame polls before every game. These are really popular. I mean, we have probably – I mean, we'll have 170,000 views on these polls. So, the first one is how you feel about the Auburn Tigers. And most people said – 40% said, I hate Auburn, but I hate others more. After this one, that might slide a little bit. 16.6% said they hate Auburn most. It's not, the, it's not Auburn's fault. It's not Auburn's fault that this happened. It's the officiating. Auburn didn't do anything wrong. Do y'all remember that commercial where it's like the do the right thing commercial where it's the championship game and the ball goes off, uh, you know, the player that they're featuring and the referee calls it on the other team and they come back to the huddle and the guy goes, hey, coach, that ball was out on me. 
you know, he's going to do the right thing and he's going to go tell it like that was ever happened in a real world situation. Could you imagine? Auburn says, hey, Bo Nix goes, hey, I, I spiked that ball backwards, ref. It's a fumble. It's Auburn. It's Arkansas ball. Get out of here. It's <laughs> the stupidest commercial. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here's another subjective one. As a Hog fan, who do you dislike most for Auburn? 75.01% said Chad Morris. 2,597 of the voters said Chad Morris over Gus Malzahn. That's another subjective one. But when you get to the other eight questions that we ask, you only really got one right. You got one right. How many pass yards will Felipe, Frank, Felipe Franks throw for? 67% said 200 to 299, threw for 318, which only 6.34% of the people thought he would be in that range. How many yards will Bo Nix pass for? 46.3% said 200 to 299 yards. He threw for under 200 yards. Arkansas rushing yard, how many yards will the Razorbacks rush for against Auburn? 55.74% said 100 to 149 yards. They rushed for that. They, that's the one they got right. Yeah, that's the one they got right. Now, Auburn rushing yards, how many yards will Auburn rush for? 48.91% said 100 to 149 yards. The answer was 250 or more, which only 0.83% of the people predicted. That was the one they got the most wrong. First Arkansas drive against Auburn. 35% said first down gain with a punt. No first down gain. It was a three and out, which 18.16% of the people said for the third game in a row. Sam Pittman says they got to look at how they're warming up, how they're warming up. It's not translating over. Off to a very slow start. And they went down 17-0. How many people thought, okay, they got the offense to come back in this in the pouring rain? How many people thought that? I didn't. Kudos to them for battling back. Kudos to Felipe Franks, man. I mean, a hell of a game, Felipe. Not only was he 22 of 30 passing for 318 yards and four touchdowns, which you'd have to go back to Brandon Allen. You literally had to go back 10 starting quarterbacks to find somebody who put up those kind of numbers in a game. Not only did he do that, he wasn't intercepted. And it wasn't just that he wasn't intercepted. He did not put a single ball in jeopardy. He's catching a little bit of flack early from some fans. And I think a lot of people have this idea that he's this elusive quarterback. And he's a capable runner, but he's not a true dual-threat quarterback. He's, he's capable, like most quarterbacks should be capable. But he's not a guy that's just going to run away from people. Now, people have a, a misconception on that. Arkansas defensive MVP against Auburn, 
57.53% said bumper pool. I would give this, I think, to Jalen Catalan. I believe he had 14 tackles, 10 solo. Really nice pass breakup also. So I think I'm going to go with Jalen Catalan on that one. Again, subjective, but that one's pretty clear. Bumper played well, but it wasn't a game like he had last week. Arkansas offensive MVP. Okay, so all I know on this was it wasn't Rakeem Boyd, which 25.59, most people said Rakeem Boyd. So this one's wrong too because he didn't even travel for the game. But Felipe Franks is up there, got 25% of the vote. Traylon Smith is up there, got 6.52% of the vote. And Devion Warren is up there also. So those three guys are, you know, those are the guys that you would consider. I would say three-way tie. 5.62% 5.62% for Devion Warren at two touchdown catches, 95 receiving yards. But it wasn't it wasn't Rakeem Boyd and it wasn't Traylon Burks who had 23.8%. And Devion had 5.62%. And then predict the outcome. 38.47% should have been right. Arkansas by seven points or less. 38.47%. The next most, it wasn't actually even the next most, but 12.62% said Auburn by seven or less. Next time, I'm going to just add a category that Arkansas gets screwed over by the referees. I'll add that. I'm, I guarantee you that's going to get a lot of votes next time. So, only one of eight. Should have been two of eight, but only one of eight. My one complaint about that game, and I know I, I'm moving past the officiating part, okay? I keep saying that, but I really am. But I didn't like how Arkansas ended the game on their final drive, okay? And nobody's perfect, all right? I don't expect perfection. I say that all the time. But I would have liked to have seen Arkansas drive the field or try to throw the ball with the idea that if Auburn gets the ball back, they're going to win the game. If Auburn gets the ball back, they're going to win the game. That, to me, has to be the mentality there. Not we want to make Auburn use all their timeouts and get the ball back with 206. They only needed 15 yards to get to a 47-yard field goal. 15 yards with two minutes and six seconds and no timeouts. In this day of up-tempo spread offenses, that's an eternity. With or without timeouts, it's not even a big difference. So, to me, that was I, – I didn't like the way Arkansas handled that. And I get it. I get not wanting to make a colossal error there. But they know you're running. You didn't make any – I mean, you didn't get much yards. Um, so – yeah, I would have liked to have seen them do something different there. If they pick up a first down, really after first or second down, after first down, if they pick up a first down, the game is pretty much over at that point. Um, they didn't get off a great punt. They gave up a return. They got another penalty on special teams, a five-yard penalty to add on to all that, to where they only needed 15 yards to make a 47-yard field goal. That kid can kick it from farther than that, too. I mean – that's just a, a very makeable one. And this is a guy that's a really good kicker who just missed one. You think he's going to miss two? So, special teams were disappointing. I was disappointed in the way that, you know, that series uh, and special teams in general have been just awful. How many illegal formations? Kicks out of bounds, I can understand. They were doing it too. I'm sure that was a weather-related deal. The bobbled snap where you didn't get the kickoff, I mean – that's an unfortunate circumstance. It's a wet ball. It wasn't a perfect snap. You had to extend a little bit to get it. But you lost three points because of that one play because you went for it on two and didn't get it, and you went for it or two again and you didn't get it. So ultimately you lost three points because of that, and you ended up losing the game by two points. I think that's all I want to say about that. 
Kurt Wilkerson, I haven't looked at these. I've looked at the questions before, but he always goes back and review. How will the Hogs respond to success? Initially, not very well. The first quarter, they didn't expand. <laughs> they did not respond very well, but they came back and responded well. So I'll give them the response there. He asked, can Hogs keep their emotions in check facing off against Morris? I didn't, I don't know that that was a, I don't know that that was a, an issue for the game. I think if they, I think their emotions were checked the right way for that one. Will Barry Odom's defense continue impressive play? In a lot of ways it did. They did not tackle very well. I think the rain, the slickness had something to do with that. Arkansas was breaking a lot of tackles as well. Auburn broke more of theirs on the ground. But, yeah, I do think that they're playing well on defense still, despite – I mean, they gave up 30 points. They should have only given up 27 points in the game. They really buckled down in the second half, even though they were still giving up some rushing yards. When will the Kendall Browse offense start clicking? After a quarter, after one quarter of play. I guess maybe into a quarter a little bit. Who will win the battle in the trenches? I, I felt like Arkansas played strong in the trenches, both sides. I mean, I thought the offensive line played about as well as they've played. Yeah, I mean, even some of the sacks, they, you know, he had time to, to throw. You know, there was a play on the first play of the game where about three seconds into the play, it's the first series. I think it's third down. Traylon Smith's man falls down. They've got one man in coverage, one safety back deep, and he's not even where near Traylon Smith. He's just streaking down the sideline wide open. And about four seconds in, it's pretty bang-bang. Um, Felipe pulls the ball down. That was one real mistake because that could have been a huge play on the opening drive for Arkansas. But it was – I mean, he would have had to have been probably looking that direction and he wasn't, unfortunately, for Arkansas. Of course, there's always the penalties. Arkansas hurt themselves on penalties. Turnovers weren't really a factor, should have been a factor at the end of the game. Special teams, Arkansas dramatically lost that. Injuries, Arkansas really lost in that department. Now, Auburn had some injuries, too. They're not without injuries, but Arkansas was really slammed. And Auburn's probably a little bit better able to absorb it just through better recruiting over the years. And Curtis also had the unlikely heroes section, which obviously we know Devion Warren. Um, Devion Warren belo uh, belongs in that category. Traylon Smith. Good write-up. That's a we good weekly write-up from Curtis Wilkerson. I didn't do this because I, I did the commercial, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into this now. And first of all, I want to thank everybody for taking advantage of our two months for the price of one, but you can still get one month, or excuse me, two months for $1, but you can still get one month for a dollar, and you can also get it for 30% off, but we had a ton of people sign up for that deal. There's a lot of energy. We had last week was one of, I think that was our, that was our third best week all time on hogsports.com in terms of traffic a lot of positive energy right now now our best week not by much was you know during the coaching search the two weeks really of the coaching search those were our two best weeks but it just goes to show you know for a site like me like mine um you know you really want things to go well because now, people always talk about, you know, coaching searches where, you know, sites like ours make their money, but it's not true. I mean, if things are going well, you generate a lot of traffic. We generate a lot of ad, ad revenue and like that and, and a lot of subscription sales, which we also had. So definitely prefer to keep things positive. And really, Sam Pittman's a guy that you just hope things work out for him. I mean, the guy deserves where he is right now. He deserves to be there. Good dude. 
It would be hard for me to take any kind of negative stance against Sam Pittman when I see the way the players respond to him. And I know the talent that Arkansas has recruited versus some of these other teams. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up and you like the content, give us that thumbs up. Interact with the video. Ask a question. Make a comment. Whatever you want to do. Follow the page. We got up over 80,000. We didn't get up to 80,000 by the first game, which was the goal, but we did by the Mississippi State game, and I feel like things have kind of turned because of that. So follow the page if you haven't done so already. You'll be notified anytime we upload these videos or stream these videos live, and all of our free content is also on Facebook. Also, on YouTube, be sure to give us a thumbs up, a like, if you enjoy the content there. Interact with the video, share it with somebody you think might like it, but very importantly, subscribe to the page and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload these new videos, which we do immediately after they stream live on Facebook. Also on Apple Podcasts, throw us that five-star rating if you haven't done so, and uh, say something nice, throw us a review in there. you got to scroll all the way down to throw the rating if you're subscribed to the page. If you're not, it should be right there. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Sign up for our free text alerts. Sign up for our free newsletter. These are great ways to stay on top of breaking news. As far as the newsletter goes, we'll send 75% of our free content. We'll send a couple of VIPs, but 75% of it will be free content. We'll also send breaking news items. And with text alerts, we just send the breaking news. We might It might be a week before we send anything on a text alert. But when there is breaking news, you'll get it sent directly to your phone. You'll have it before your buddies do. All right. There's the how to watch. Moving on to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is an interesting team. They just lost 63-48. to 48. Nick Saban thinks they had their signals. So they kept checking into the exact right play. But when you look at them, uh, Matt Corral, 21-28, 365 yards and two touchdowns. They do a lot of things that Arkansas does on, on offense, which Sam Pittman says a lot of replacement stuff. So they'll move a guy into a zone, bring him out of that zone and replace a receiver in that spot. So they'll do a lot of that. Plumlee could also play. Snoop Connor had 21 carries for 128 yards, and Jerry on Ely had 19 for 120. Both guys averaged over six yards a carry and had two touchdowns on Alabama's defense. Impressive. Corral had 40 yards rushing. <laughs> the 268 yards rushing on Alabama. That's legit. Kenny Yeboa had, I don't know if I said that right, seven for 181 in receiving and two touchdowns. Elijah Moore had 11 catches for 143. 379 passing yards. Pretty impressive. Now, Alabama did, you know, basically what they wanted off. Is obviously, they put up 63 points. We look at the stats here for Ole Miss. Scoring offense, Ole Miss is third in the country at 41.7 yards per game. Arkansas at only 19.7. Ole Miss is first in total offense, pretty decently ahead of number two Alabama, 573 yards per game. Arkansas is 12th at 330. Defensively, this is where things flip around. So you go from probably the top offense in the SEC right now in Mississippi to the, the worst defense. They're giving up 641.3 yards per game. That's some John Chavis stuff right there. Arkansas seventh, by the way, 411. They are giving up 51.7 points per game, which is also dead last in the SEC. Arkansas at sixth, 27 points per game. 51.7. They're on pace. So Arkansas, in at least a decade, gave up more points in the regular season than any SEC team in 
at least the last decade and probably longer. That's only only went back 10 years. But Mississippi State's on pace to shatter that. Well, points per game-wise, because they're not going to play 10 games. So points per game standpoint. The official depth chart is out, which has not been a very good representation week after week, but it's out. You can read that on hogsports.com. I mean, quarterback, you have K.J. Jefferson listed as the backup, but um, Malik Hornsby was the only guy that, that played after Felipe Franks, but that was maybe just a situational deal. Rakeem Boyd was listed as a starting running back. He didn't start. Obviously, Traylon Burks was listed as a start at receiver, but didn't. Kendall Catalan is listed as the backup flanker, but where's John David White? I mean, he obviously he's playing ahead of Catalan right now. Maybe Catalan has injury or COVID-related quarantine or something like that. Who knows? Hudson Henry didn't play Saturday, but was listed, was listed as the starter over Blake Kern. I think he might have had an or. Dorian Gerald was listed as a starter but didn't make the trip. Zach Williams was listed as a third-teamer behind Gerald and Matteo Soli, but obviously started. Eric Gregory had an or after his name before Julius Coast, but he started. Monteric Brown did not travel, but was listed as a starter. Hudson Clark wasn't listed anywhere on the depth chart, but he is now. They've corrected that, and they have Hudson Clark on there now. But he hasn't been listed on the depth chart. They have Malik Chavis listed as his backup, as uh, Monteric's backup. So, anyway, depth chart is out. Doesn't mean a whole lot right now. Okay. I'm going to go to a couple of questions here from our VIP subscribers on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum. Again, if you want to be a VIP subscriber, it is just $1 for your first month right now or 30% off for your first year. The good thing about the $1 for one month right now, if you test it out, you decide you like the service, you keep it, you get CBS All Access for free, commercial-free CBS All Access. So it's an app where you can watch you know, the games, you can watch um, you know, tons of movies, TV shows, all that stuff commercial free, or just tune into CBS. It's a $99 annual value. You'll get it for free for as many years as you have Hog Sports. You'll get CBS All Access for free. $99 for free. That's a hell of a deal. A lot of premium, a lot of uh, perks for our premium subscribers at Hog Sports. Sparks Co. says, Do you foresee a thread title search function coming to the Razor's Edge in the future? Yes, I do think that's going to happen. Corpus Hog says, is the coaching staff afraid to use Franks to get hard yardage around the goal line? It seems like they're leery of that. I would like to see them just leave him in and go to normal plays because what they're doing there isn't working. It's kind of like the end around reverses, jet sweep types of plays. They're 0 for 5 on those. Now they're 0 for 4 on goal line plays with quarterbacks other than Felipe Franks. Not a good stat. Bullhog82 says, what factors make Ole Miss defense so poor and how can they be exploited by our offensive weapons? Well, I think part of it is, you know, they, they just went up against Alabama, and, and that's, a, that's a pretty big one. Kentucky, they have played overtime against Kentucky, right? That was an overtime game. I can't, for some reason, I can't remember who they opened with. Yeah. But I think it's just what you – you know, you get what you practice. Arkansas puts a lot of emphasis on defense. Ole Miss puts a lot of emphasis on offense. I think that's probably part of it. Ben Strosity says, man, the offense and Felipe has gotten better every single week. Do you think we'll see full, full quarters of the offense? Saw, saw two and a half on Saturday. I think they're moving in a positive direction. And against Ole Miss, they should be able to put up 
probably their best offensive output based on the stats, right? If the weather's nice and all that stuff, they should be able to do that. So I think they'll take a step forward. Sam Pittman said they got to look at some of the things they're doing in warm-ups because they're not starting very strong. And they're not starting strong in warm-ups, he says. They're not really even catching passes in warm-ups. Second question from Ben Strossi. This is obviously hard to answer, but in your opinion, is our defense currently playing better than Alabama's defense? I haven't seen a whole lot of Alabama. I'm going to go back and watch this Ole Miss game. But, yeah, I mean, if you compare it to what they did to Ole Miss versus how Arkansas played against Auburn, then I guess they are in that fa- in that idea. If we are, do you foresee our offense being able to put up 28 again or even 35 points this weekend? I think that, that that's realistic to think they can put up 35 or more points this weekend and holding Ole Miss to only three or four touchdowns. That would be impressive if they are. I mean, when you put Alabama and Arkansas together, you will see whose defense is better. <laughs> but statistically, yeah, they're they're playing better right now. Razor Snacks Drummer says, after an above-average tackling performance at Mississippi State, what do you primarily believe the tackling performance to take a step backward against Auburn, mostly technique, scheme, personnel, or weather-related? I think a large part of it was weather-related. I think that guy was just extra slippery. Arkansas was breaking tackles too. You know, that you wouldn't think mainly that they would uh, break. Your best guess on Odom's game plan for Rebel offense. I think you could probably expect to see more odd front, 3-2-6 stuff against them. You're still going to have to – you're still going to have to, you know, bring guys. You're not going to be able to just sit back in a zone the whole time. They had two guys that ran for over 100 yards on Alabama. So, you can't just exclusively do that. But they're going to throw the ball. Um, They've also got a quarterback who is a very good runner. They've also got a quarterback who's a very good runner, uh, two quarterbacks who are good runners. So you have to be, you know, you got to be aware of that also. I could see them spying a guy on the quarterback also, but I expect them to have a good game plan. They have the first the first few games so far. I mean, they've, they've you couldn't ask for a whole lot more on defense, especially when you consider some of the injuries they've had. When Pittman said that he understands what happened now, I feel like he's saying, I understand that the officiating staff screwed us, and that's what it is. Possibly Ben Strosity. Uh, I think that he's just – he's got no choice but to move on. You can't dwell on that as a football coach. You know, and you especially can't do it publicly. you got to let your team know that we're moving on. we got to focus on Ole Miss, 24-hour rule. Razor Snacks drummer says, should Arkansas pursue Grantham as an off-field analyst given his recent firing at Florida? Why, why not? Maybe. It might be a little late to add an analyst, but maybe, I don't know, probably a little late to do that. Razor Snacks also says, non-hog related, the word that describes the following team's performance thus far, LSU. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to say a word, but I almost feel like LSU sold their soul to the devil last year and now they're paying back. I was thinking of like that movie, Oh God, You Devil. You remember that? The guy's a rock star and then he's got to pay. <laughs> Mississippi State, fool's gold. How about delusional? Mississippi State fans called Arkansas fans the most delusional fan base in the SEC. What say you now? I'm sorry, I don't like to call people out. I do like to call people out. I correct. I said that wrong. I do like to call people out is what I meant to say. When you do stuff and say stuff like that, you get called out. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is a tough one, but they're explosive. I mean, Ole Miss and Arkansas are the two most improved teams in the SEC right now. Arkansas is, I would say, probably number one because they had farther to come back from. I mean, Ole Miss, Ole Miss wasn't awful. They weren't a train wreck last year. 
Sparks County says, regarding team injury updates from your sources, do you and Danny typically know once a player is ruled out for the weekend? There is some stuff that we find out about, yes. There is some stuff we find out about. Players probably could do a better job not posting stuff on social media accounts, Snapchat, Instagram, things like that, because some of that stuff comes out that way. But we do hear things, and, you know, we're not going to do stuff that's going to put Arkansas at a competitive disadvantage. You know, we usually try to stick to the rules when it comes to things like that. It may impact our picks and things, and I'm not saying it's just like everything, but there are things here and there that we pick up on. Yeah, I would – we're not the we're not the kind of reporters that are just going to be like so and so is not playing and let you know Ole Miss prepare for that. Little Chitlin says better offense than Chode check Chode Chad check any chance a chance I didn't say that by the way that's it's written I didn't call Chad Morris a Chode. A chance to have a better defense than Saban opportunity to check that box this weekend. I'm not sure what you're asking there. Ben Strosity says, do you think we'll send – why is it Ben Strosity and, and Razor Snacks asking all the questions? We got one of the ten largest subscriber bases in the entire network. We got like three people asking the questions over and over again. But Ben says, do you think we will see Dalton Wagner and some other tall guys in on defense special teams during the field goal attempts? It worked for Dan Skipper. But, yeah, maybe that's a possibility. But, I mean – to be honest with you, if you go back and look, there are pictures of that, you know, that last field goal. And if the if the kick had been a little more right, then Bumper Pool's probably blocking it. They had some guys that can get up. I think if they felt like Dalton Wagner was their best guy to get up combined with his height, then he would probably be in there. Dan Kip, Skipper certainly made a living on that. I know we can only fly 70. Does that mean theoretically we have an upper hand with depth at home? Yes, should, since we have anyone in the home state, since we can have anyone. They can have, I believe they can dress out 80 at home. Little Chitlin says, time for payback to Lame Kiffin. So glad he is wh- where he is and not here. I mean, I don't want to – I think you should be proud to have Sam Pittman given everything that's here inside so far. But Kiffin's done some good things for Ole Miss. Can't deny that. JCC 1988, which players – that were out there at Auburn will be back on the field this week at home. I think there's a good chance Monteric, if Monteric had a head injury, which we don't know exactly, we can't you know report if he had that. But if that's what he had, then it makes sense that he would sit out one game. Look like Jerry Jacobs turned his ankle about two minutes left in the half. Um, he walked off on his own, so you you think that there's a good chance that he could come back. Uh, let's see what else. Miles Slusher could possibly be back also. Who else was out? Monteric, I mentioned him. I mentioned Jerry. I mentioned Miles Slusher at linebacker. I'm not sure anybody was missing. Defensive end, I think there's probably a decent chance now that he's missed a couple of games, I guess, that you could get Dorian Gerald back. Talking with Sam Pittman just a little bit ago, it sounds like Noah Gatlin could be back. He held his ankle pretty immediately, needed help getting off, so he might be a little bit worse shape than Jerry Jacobs is. Rakeem Boyd, it looked like a foot with him. I think he didn't travel, so I guess it's up in the air on Boyd. I think there's a pretty decent chance you could get Traylon Burks back considering that he did at least travel and dressed out, so that makes him think, you know, that usually when you see a player do that and they go through some warm stuff and they dress out and they travel and they don't play, usually it's a pretty good indicator that they're going to go next week. 
Savage Hog says, how proud are you of the change in the program? First of all, I'm proud that they made the decision to fire Chad Morris, who was justifiably fired after going 2-18 and 18 against the FBS. Justified. There's no way around it. It's only two, two seasons, less than two seasons, but there are certain instances where you're like, look, man, this ain't working. You got to go. You got to go. So that was the first step. Obviously, it didn't work out like a lot of people thought getting Sam Pittman hired, but he's – I mean – what has he done that you haven't liked since then? I mean, there's some small things you can pick out. You know, I didn't like the decision not to not to push it a little bit there at the end of the game. But if they had gotten a first down on the ground, you know, first down on the ground, I guess, you know, if they had thrown an interception or something, you'd be saying, why are you throwing the ball? So I get that aspect of it. But I'm proud of the – I think as, as an Arkansan, even as a media person, because we've been watching. I mean, there are people, people in the media are supposed to be more um, – you know, more objective about things, but there's not a person in the media that wasn't happy to see Arkansas win that game against Mississippi State. I don't care. There wasn't a person who wasn't happy. And seeing all those, I mean, we talk to those guys all the time. You know, weekly we're talking to those guys. We see the hurt and the anguish on their face. So the things that Pittman has done so far, I don't have a problem with one thing he's done, really, on a big scale. I mean, there's small things that we can pick apart, obviously, but the attitude – the belief, the buy-in, the policies, all of those things. Very positive. The coordinator hires, the assistant coach hires. I mean, I guess special teams have been a little disappointing, but maybe they can get that shored up. I think – I don't, I don't want to – I mean, you know, obviously special teams haven't been very good. They got to – whatever it is, they got to figure it out. Lil Chilton says, what was the total number of times Trey said Western Kentucky or Chad Morris during the Auburn week? Almost left it out of my game story uh, just to see if people would pick it up. Just like talked about it, but never mentioned it. There was a poll going on how many times I would mention those two things. Mr. Pig says injury update of art not already covered. Why Malik over KJ in the last game? Maybe they were just looking for more speed on the edge on that. But I, I think I've covered injuries. Can we have a poll question this week on how fans feel about the SEC officials? And now Arkansas always seems to get screwed. We might add that in the poll questions this week. Whoopik Sui 88, that's from JCC 1988. Whoopik Sui 88 says, I would like to make a bad batch of chocolate gravy and send it to the officials from the Auburn game. Can you give me an address? Okay, we got a couple more. Sparks County says, what broadcasting software are you using? Yeah, I'm using OBS. It's a free, it's a free one. What's your webcam model? I use a Panasonic Lumix G85 camera, which might be a little bit overkill. It's a great camera. It's a mirrorless micro four-thirds camera. My stream quality has become elite. Appreciate that, Sparks. Benstrosity again says, stop asking questions to allow others to have a turn. <laughs> and we've got a political post from Whoopig Suey 88 that's going to get you banned on the forum. No political post, Whoopig Suey. I'm going to delete you right there. But I appreciate the thanks from the president. All right. No politics, guys. My number one goal is for nobody to know. Not my number one, but I don't want anybody to know what my political affiliations are. I do follow politics, but we don't talk about them. We can get away from politics here. Nobody's going to change anybody's mind on Facebook. You ever seen somebody go, oh, man, you make a lot of sense on that. You're right. You're right on that. Impact is made politically face-to-face, not on Facebook. Not to be used without express written permission of Trey Biddy and Hogsports.com. That's coined. It's officially licensed now. All right. Let's see if we got a few questions. Where are we on time here? 45 minutes in. We'll see if there's anything great on the questions. 
Still not over it, says Harvin Gaming. Michael Kapeski says Ole Miss is dangerous spread offense. The mobile quarterback, we got to tackle, tackle, tackle. It's going to be a big factor in this game, containing the quarterback. I mean, really, if you think about it, you know, they did a good job on Bo Nix, who's – Bo Nix is a pretty good runner. They did a good job on him. They didn't really half that so much. They did a good job on Dewan Mathis. Also, he was just a freshman, really not proven very much. But they did a good job on him. Um didn't really have that problem with Mississippi State. Let's see. Good questions, good questions. John Ramey says we can name four or five plays that would have won the game, but that doesn't change the fact that we – I mean, the thing that really stinks about it is it was like – I mean, it was the end of the game. You know, there are plays here and there, like you go back to that Florida game, you know, there was that obvious offensive pass interference in the end zone. Um, Malcolm Shepard's hit. There was a hit out of bounds that occurred in, in bounds. Uh, I think there's maybe a couple other plays, but there are plays throughout the game that were just atrociously called, atrociously ruled. This one was the end of the game. I mean, the end of the game, a bungle, disaster, foolish mistake at the end of the game that decided the outcome. There's no other way to put it. That's what hurts about this one. I said I was moving on. Ole Miss offense explosive. Can't sleep on them. Lane train is tricky slick, says Trish Go. Gal. Josh Gar says, what's up with putting in Hornsby those two plays? We talked about that. I don't know if there's anything I haven't covered so far. I'm going to scroll all the way down to the end and see if we got something new here. Corey Coleman says, I think our quarterback holds the ball a tad bit too much for my comfort when he can run the ball and get positive yards. He has done that. I think that's been one of the criticisms for Felipe, but again, I'd rather see him take a sack than put the ball in jeopardy, which he never did, never once. 22 of 30, 318 yards, four touchdowns, and not only not an interception, never a ball in jeopardy. Uh, we got somebody spamming us. Mostajaujul Islam is spamming us from different accounts about how to watch NFL games. Get out of my live stream. Jerk. Mark Jones says, that's awesome banning political posts. Yes, not, most people don't listen to it. What is this guy doing? Get out of my live stream, dude. You've like flooded it. I hate people who do this. I've got some like, some like, women in like sexy lingerie on my Facebook page, like saying all kinds of weird stuff are not Facebook on, on YouTube when I post these videos. And now I've got this guy trying to get people to watch live streams, probably illegally. Get out of here all over the place. I hate people like this. What are you doing? Do it. I mean, you imagine just sliding into other people's, streams and just like saying hey come over to my stream and do this people do that on the message board too like try to lure people away to i don't know why people do that but it's annoying all right everybody we're going to wrap it up here i think we've pretty much covered everything i don't see any questions that you know are about things we didn't cover that's why this show is good right we cover what you want us to cover all right so one more time we're going to go over this fast but if you haven't signed up at hog sports one dollar for your first month or 30% off your first year. Hell of a deal. 
I don't know that we're offering any new promos coming up soon. But I also want to encourage you to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done so already. Just go to hogsports.com at the top. There'll be either three dots or three lines, depending on if you're mobile or desktop, and you'll see where to sign up for the newsletter. You'll also see where to sign up for the text alerts. You can cancel these at any time. I mean, it's not a bit if you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't want this. You can cancel it. But we're going to send you, if you sign up for the newsletter, free emails every morning with probably about, you know, eight to ten articles in each. Probably two of them will be VIP, clearly marked, but most of them will be free. Okay, so it's a great way to stay up with the latest Razorback news. But if you want the VIP stuff, what's about to happen, the inside stuff, the research, the recruiting, then you're going to need to sign up uh, for a one-month for $1 membership. Text alerts are breaking news. Also send breaking news on uh, on email also. So sign up for both of those. You'll be glad you did. Plenty of ways to watch and listen, everybody. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Follow the page if you haven't done so already. Throw us a thumbs up, an angry face, a like, a laugh, whatever you want. Just interact with the video. Help boost that algorithm up and comment as well. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Interact with the video. Share it with somebody you think might like it. Like, share, follow, comment, I always say. Also, Apple Podcasts. Get us up over 500 reviews, please, if you haven't done so already. 500 ratings, I should say, with a five-star. Please do that if you haven't done so already. Just take a moment and go to Apple Podcasts, throw a five-star rating. If you want to take a little more time, let people know what they can expect with the review. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of. Yeah, I'm botching the end here. Anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. I'm botching the end just like the referees did in the Arkansas-Auburn game. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to pull a Costanza and walk out because that was pretty good. All right, everybody, thanks for all your questions. And uh, we'll be back with you guys on Thursday for your Arkansas at Ole Miss primer. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.